Steve Vonderpart. Um, uh, welcome. Look forward to your uh, insights. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mark. It's, uh, it's, an, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, of course. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be short on this one. I'm running two family offices, one for a British family uh, and one for a, uh, a Polish-American family. And I met you, Mark, a little over two years ago near in your office in Bryan Park. And it, it seems, by the way, like a decade uh, yeah. with a plan sort of to conquer the world with a, a new and better family office platform. And I think we all, including you, have underestimated the sort of ferocity, intensity, frequency, and diversity of contact points and connections that it all brought. Uh, this network of sort of close connections and support and cooperation has really be, become, for us and for me at least, a uh, an indispensable benefit for the for the 361 community and for us. Great, same, same. So thank you. Um, well, now let's reflect on 2020. I think how many times did we have a tea or a coffee or a, or a glass of wine at, at, uh, at near Bryant Park? But uh, what was your worst or best decision as you look back? Uh, I'm lucky and fortunate enough that I have to choose between two very good ones. And I might, I might actually, uh, you know, take two instead of one um, that were very near and dear to my heart and also near and dear to the community. Um, First one, it was a great investment and, and, and most certainly the most exemplary investment for 2020, which was uh, support for a small healthcare company that had the bold vision to become the leading end-to-end -end COVID testing company, offering on-site and remote learning strategies, uh, remote testing strategies. With the right mix of ingredients, the right people and the right partners, they put in place something great. Uh, they skyrocketed into orbit winning contracts in Florida, uh, in Vegas, and FEMA, just to name a couple. Uh, and they grew uh, turnover tenfold in a period of six months. And now we're shooting for the moon. Super happy to, uh, to be connected with and support Chris Wood, my, uh, my good friend and business partner who's running that company in, in an amazing way. Uh, and grateful to be part of it. And as the punchline, obviously, it's also part of the 361 network. So that's one. And the second one, uh, which actually was only a September investment of ours, uh, was in the Yelp of Cannabis, an online platform that sells cannabis to retailers and runs, or sorry, I, I, I take that back, an online platform that, uh, that sells software for cannabis um, to retailers and runs an online platform for consumers and businesses. And, just announced a merger into spec uh, through another company in a 361 ecosystem. So you get where this is going. And yet, and yet you're making another one, which is great. So let's, yeah. let's look ahead to 2021. If you, if, if, let's let it, uh, how do you predict it? Yeah. One aspect of it. So, so, so interestingly enough, like tw I, I'm, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, as you, as you know, and number 21 is associated with, luck, risk, taking chances and rolling the dice. 21 is the number if you add all the spots on the dice, um, as many people will obviously know. And it's a very appropriate number, I think, for next year. Um, so there's, there's three trends, I think, that are important to us. There's many trends, obviously, but three trends are important to us um, and that are running through our investment themes and theses. Um, and the first one is, uh, as the economies bounce back from, from the pandemic, 
recovery will be uneven, we think, with local outbreaks and lockdowns of come and go, uh, and governments uh, oscillating from keeping companies on life support to helping workers who have lost or may lose their job. And the gap between strong and cash-rich firms and weak firms will widen. And, but we also will see strong firms without the opportunity to raise capital and fulfill their expansion vision, for example. Um, and we see in that investment thesis um, in, into those companies in the lower middle market, particularly, who will need a financial lifeline, um, but whose business is solid otherwise. And so that's one. The second one uh, is, and that's sort of a silver lining in a way, and, and the silver lining is, uh, that we all get the chance to take, uh, to take action on climate change. Government in, will invest in green recovery plans to create jobs and cut emissions. Uh, and the, the pandemic is expected to cause a, a reduction of nearly, I want to say, 8% in global CO2 emissions in 2020, which is, which is very significant. Um, and the, the EU says it will reduce all its greenhouse gases emissions to net zero by 2050 in line with what the IPCC says, is necessary to hit the one and a half degree Paris, uh, Paris target. China's goal is to reduce carbon emissions to net zero by 2060, and the European Commission plans to spend 30% of its uh, recovery package on climate action. And these moves will facilitate global transition to a green economy, and obviously keep global temperatures significantly lower than they might have otherwise been. Um, but that's not enough. For example, uh, China and India are still supporting coal stimulus, uh, which is not great. Um, so there's a little bit of good and a little bit of bad there. But the good news is that companies are following suit. Uh, Macquarie, we have a good friend working, and just announced uh, last week that they um, over $100 billion of assets will have a net zero business plan in two years. A couple hundred of the largest companies in the world have pledged similar net zero goals in 2020 and in 2021 we see that we will see that more people more companies and people will follow suit with their pledges um, and the trend will continue or probably accelerate and monies will be designated for investment in, in impact sort of green everything but also smarter more sustainable lifestyle choices and we'd very much like to invest in this and then the third one which is a little bit of a layup but but layup give layups give generally good returns, um, are, uh, is that the cannabis industry will boom. Hemp, psychedelics, CBD will too. Uh, the legalization of drugs uh, for medicinal use obviously paving the way for a broader liberalization. Uh, and the combined legal sales for medical and adult use cannabis will be around 35 billion in 2025, which is 15 to 20% annual growth. And that's a conservative estimate. Mm -hmm. It's widely supported by the population and widely supported by uh, the government as well that's coming in. Um, and as of last week, you saw that there's a direct path to the stock market, not just via Canada, trailblazed by Silver Spike. Um, and so while there, are, while there are some roadblocks for some institutional capital to invest in this market, we think the time is now for family offices to invest in this space. So let's turn from investing to philanthropy, trying to make money and help the world. Um, what, what's your philanthropic focus and goal for 21? 
Yeah, so, so there's, there, interestingly enough, and, and it's very much something near and dear to my heart, is, is uh, we try to bring people together to increase smart environmental giving. And I think um, the biggest fundamental threat to our existence is climate change, I think, and, and therefore I want to focus personally and I think also professionally in terms of philanthropy on that mitigating that threat. Um, we just, with one of our companies, have... Uh, onboarded and are onboarding uh, in a philanthropy that's called 1% for the planet. It's sort of a global movement, inspiring businesses and individuals to support environmental solutions, both through memberships as well as through everyday actions. And they advise on giving strategies and certify donations and um, amplify the impact of the network. And the idea is that businesses committing to donate the equivalent of 1% of gross sales directly to environmental not-for-profits that are vetted. Um, and then 1% for the planet is providing services like partnership advising, pairing members with the environmental non-profits they like, um, and um, trying to make the biggest impact possible for, for, for their clients. And, and the interesting thing that happened is that, that that company that we onboarded was, there was immediate massive amount of interest for this. And it gave employees of the company um, a lot of inspiration to take part in this process, um, researching and selecting the non-profits they wanted to be associated with. So it was very inspiring and has sort of a viral experience. Um, to be sure, it's a sizable commitment, but I'm planning to make it personally as well. And I think it's great. That's great. And then um, your asks, how can we help Eddie Vanderpart? Yeah, this is a big thing. Um, I yes. recently uh, made the decision to team up with Rich Sobel, who's, uh, who's most of uh, the folks at 361 will know, uh, to create an entrepreneurial investment platform focusing on venture and lower middle market private equity opportunities, surfing um, family office networks. We think timing is right because of the dislocation in the marketplace and, and to, because of some of the themes and trends I've, I've referred to earlier. And in 2021, we're rolling the dice, so to speak, because we're excited for the opportunity to build and back companies and great entrepreneurs and managers. Uh, and we feel and understand the power of this community and are looking forward closely to working for, with many of you uh, in the new year to make this happen. Excellent. Well, I, I want to, comment but I'll, I'll comment on that later uh how, let's leave it to one word for 2021 i think i probably know what it is or sense of it but that's interesting uh it may not be what you think it is but it, i i chose the word pivot and the pivot is is in there's there's two there's a, the, the verb pivot uh is to move something in a curved way which is which is uh in order to be relevant meaningful or productive and, and lots of humanity companies and governments will have to pivot in 2021. But also pivot in the basketball term, where a player maintains one foot in contact with the ground firmly without changing its position on the floor, while he utilizes the other foot in order to rotate their body to improve their position to take a shot. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. 